Hey, everyone. Before we get started with this episode, I had an announcement to make. Well, I guess it's more of a, a request, really. Uh, in this episode, you are going to start hearing us using a term called jump link. Uh, we'll say something like jump link cicada anatomy or jump link gateway bug. Uh, you'll use this little keyword we're giving you uh, to find what we're talking about. So for a little while, I've had this idea that sharing URLs with uh, with listeners from podcasts could be a lot better of an experience. Uh, it also gives you guys kind of a, a way to start interacting with us. Uh, so I know some people use like show notes to share URLs, but um, I, I know we, we're always pretty bad about show notes and um, I think I see a lot of areas for improvement there. Uh, so I've built an app called, you guessed it, Jump Link, and I need beta testers to help me uh, polish it up before we start telling a lot more people about it. Um, if you want, you can join our testing community. Just go to jump.link. Uh, just go to your browser and type jump period link. See, I need to use a jump link here so I can quickly tell you how to get to stuff. Um, I'll also include the link in the show notes and below this episode if you know how to find those. Uh, once you're on the web page, you'll see a button where you can uh, become a beta tester. Just click it. Uh, you'll need to be an iOS user, an Apple user. We'll have an Android app soon, but um, just testing the, uh, the iOS version right now. Anyways, if you have any questions, feel free to send us a message on Instagram or uh, text me if you know my number. Anyways, let's uh, get into the episode. If you are in a mid-Atlantic state right now, you might be hearing a loud hum outside, equivalent to a lawnmower or a motorcycle. But your idiot neighbor never mows despite repeated requests from the HOA, and you finished Sons of Anarchy in the beginning of the pandemic. No, what you're hearing is the sound of the periodical cicadas, magi cicadas, if we're being specific. These harmless but annoying insects emerge from the soil every 13 or 17 years to feed, mate, and party for four to six weeks before the next generation of eggs falls from the trees and burrows in for the long nap until it's their turn to move out of the house and get a job 17 years later. We won't see this brood of cicadas till 2038, so you better learn as much as you can quickly before they all die and you can forget it all and go back to living your life. That's future you's problem to ask what these things have to do with prime numbers. And don't you worry, we'll still be here to tell you, because this is Tell Me What You Know. What's up, everybody? Today is Thursday, June 3rd. This is episode two of season four of Tell Me What You Know. Um, I don't want to be called a hero, but I am a little bit under the weather today. You might be able to hear my voice. <clears throat> Got a bit of a cold from a weekend uh, in Atlanta, but I'm powering through. Not COVID. Um, not COVID. No, yeah. just, a, just a cold, just a sore throat and like a flu and like, you know, muscle pains and can't smell anything but it's just a cold just a little cold um we hinted at it on our last show today we are going to talk about cicadas um but first in the news and in the environment (laughs) do you have cicadas up there right now we'll we'll get into that i think they're frauds all right um but before we do that let's get into our our little news dump here let's find out what's happening in the world michael take it away. all right so you might be hearing about this. A cargo ship off the coast of Sri Lanka has has been burning for a couple weeks. It is now finally uh, sinking. Uh, it's called the Express Pearl. Uh, it is carrying 25 tons of acid. And they are expecting a full environmental devastation of the Sri Lankan coast. 
So you might be hearing about that. Hold on. Wait. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what? how did it catch on fire? That I didn't fully figure out. I'm ex- I'm, I, I expect some of the cargo caught on fire. Yeah. And uh, they, they, tried the to, they tried to tow it into deeper deeper water. Uh, but uh, those efforts were unsuccessful. So it's going down. I think it's like I think it's like within sight from the shore. Um, it's covered. You know, it's carrying a bunch of oil from you know an acid. A, an acid. Yeah. So, um, so you might be hearing about a little bit of that. Well, that's not good. Okay. Yeah, that's not good. <clears throat> right, uh, a little follow up to our our episode last week, two weeks ago. Excuse me. Uh, some space debris has hit the International Space Station mm. and has uh, messed with the robotic arm. It is still functional, but uh, during some routine inspection, they found this hole, uh, and uh, uh, and yeah, the space debris is real, and um, it is causing some some real havoc. Space trash. Space trash. Uh, the White House is partnering with Anheuser Busch to offer free beers if the country hits its vaccination goal by July fourth. Uh, the goal is 70% of the country to have at least one shot, or I guess 70% of the eligible population of the country to have at least one shot. Uh, I feel kind of gypped here. Uh, I didn't get a free beer. Well, you will. I, I think that's, right? that's the... Well, I think what they're doing is, hey, you go get your vaccination, and then they give you a free beer. Oh. So so I feel like I'm getting gypped here. I can't like maybe I can take my 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 card. Yeah, it'll be like show a, your vaccine card and you'll get uh you'll get a beer or something. Yeah, that that must be what it is. But <laughs> you know, I don't know if I told you this. I think I've told a few people, but I saw on Instagram one of my like Argentine friends posted something about uh it was like in this it was like a Spanish newspaper or a newspaper in Spanish from down there and it was like uh talking about how the San Diego zoo was giving vaccine doses to their orangutans. And, uh-huh. and like my Argentine friend was like, I've never felt further from the first world than I do right now. <laughs> like, cause they can't get vaccines down there and we're like vaxing up monkeys. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. It is kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how to, how do I feel about it all? Uh, I mean, obviously that that's horrible. I mean, I will, I, mean, I don't know. They're, they're, I, yeah. I think they're back in lockdown down there anyway. Really? Yeah, hopefully soon they'll have vaccines and stuff. Yeah, well, hopefully soon. I don't know how I don't know how to solve it. Me either. Uh, throwing back to another episode of ours, Blockbuster. This technically isn't Blockbuster, but it sort of is. Uh, a woman in Texas uh, found out she was a criminal after she tried to change her legal name uh, after moving to the state of Texas. She's from Oklahoma. She found out that she was a wanted felon in Oklahoma because she failed to return Sabrina the Teenage Witch from her mm. local movie store, uh, a place called The Movie Place. Yes. Real uh, real creatives over there in Oklahoma. Hey, down at The Movie Place. Come on down. I don't know why I made it well, super, they, super Southern, but. Their marketing budget was low because they haven't been able to collect from the lady yet. Yeah. That's that's true. We, uh, I mean, my mom's probably gonna be, not be happy about this, but I think we had collections called on us at one point for like not returning Beverly Hills Ninja. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that movie's still in a blockbuster box yeah. in my basement in my mom's I'm, house. 
I'm pretty sure I, my, my movie would probably be Three Ninjas. So we were, we were just so bad. I don't know why. I was just so bad about it. wasn't my fault. I couldn't drive, but like we were so bad about it. <laughs> don't don't <laughs> put it on me. All the blame. Yeah. Just so bad about returning movies to Blockbuster. Well, you were supposed to rewind them first. Yeah, I know. Well, like, and it's like they oh, you can rent you know a movie for seven days for four dollars, but if you're like you bring it back on the eighth day, you owe them forty bucks. Yeah. Well, that was kind of the funny thing in this in this article. They said that the value of Sabrina the Teenage Witch was like fifty eight ninety. They like charged her for embezzlement, and the value of which was fifty eight dollars and ninety cents. Yeah, I guess that's like the value of them. Like, is that like the annual value of how much they could have rented Sabrina the Teenage Witch for? I would people. assume that's just like what the like the highest mar- like highest in value of like what they could actually charge to like buy a hard copy of that. Isn't that a TV show? Is that even a movie? Yeah. Oh yeah, it was a movie. That so was it a movie? was a movie as well. Yeah. I guess I think they they did a movie. Um. Interesting. We got a little bit of cat news. Uh, a flight. This is the last time you get to do <laughs> the news dump. Hey, this just came up. A flight leaving Sudan's capital of Khartoum. Uh, was rapidly forced to to land after a stowaway cat attacked the pilot. <laughs> well, that's funny because there was also a flight leaving New Delhi headed for Newark had to land as well because there was a bat on the plane. A bat was on the plane. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. I was like, this. I don't think we need another bat to go viral here. They, just, they got to. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> they got to start locking these planes, man. This wasn't yeah. even somebody's cat. You know, this was just like a, a stray cat that got on the plane and then like clawed the pilot. But he just like looked around. Can you imagine that being that pilot and being like, what? Oh, there's this little kitty. And then it starts like clawing at your face. It's probably like, got to go down. Osmosis now. We got to go down. Yeah, probably. The and cat was last... actually flying the plane. <laughs> uh, that'd be a good episode, uh, good uh, uh, part of airplane. Yeah. Um, and this story kind of annoyed me. Uh but I wanted to share it. Uh, some nerd named nerd? Alan Logan okay. uh, has discovered that Frank Abagnale, he was the uh, mm-hmm. person in Catch Me If You Can, the, yeah. the, the guy that the movie was made about, uh, that his story is not real. <laughs> that he is, in fact, conning everybody again. His greatest con was not that he was a lawyer, an airplane pilot, and a doctor. But that he just came up, he just conned everybody with his memoir. He did forge some checks, I guess. Uh, huh. But the story is actually not real. And um, and so this Logan guy was quoted as saying, I remember just having this nagging feeling that something just wasn't quite right about it. And that was that. That that thought, you know, went went into the back of my mind for a couple of decades most. Like, you saw this movie, and rather than, you know, just enjoyed it for what it was, you wanted to, for decades, just prove that this story was real. What a nerd. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at it now. Um, Alan Logan. He remembers watching the film on video cassette, came out and thinking that there was just something off about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, <clears throat> I mean, he's a science journalist. It's a movie. Yeah, but come on. It was the whole thing was that it was real, Michael. <laughs> Based if it's on not true real. Story. Yeah, if it's not <laughs> it's a movie, suspend your belief for a little bit. Well, don't say it's well, real. I'm sure that it was a little, you know, they took their 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 license and Yeah. But, you know, he was a con man and 
I guess I guess it didn't come out that he worked for the FBI or something. I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to go through and read this article though. What is this on? Why.org. Okay. That's where I'm getting my news these days. Yeah, WHYY.org. Um, yeah. Um so that, that those are the news stories I've got in the news dump. So not bad. Not bad. Hope you Fewer it. cats. I think it's we're good. <laughs> hey, if the cats come up in the news, we're talking about it. Fair enough. Um all right, so let's get into the thing we've all been waiting for. We've been waiting 17 years for this. The last time these things came out, it was 2004. I wanted to, I forgot, I wanted to add this section where we go back to 2004 and we look at the things that these these cicadas were enjoying the last time they were here. Uh, <sighs> you know, like like what movie, like what was the biggest, like highest grossing movie of 2004? Yeah. Uh Highest grossing movie 2004 was Shrek. So these guys kind of it's kind of apt for us. Well, the cicada. joke here is that they came out, they saw M Night Shyamalan's The Village, and went back into the ground for 17 years. <laughs> was there The Village also in 2004? That. Yeah, yeah. Spider Man Two, Harry Potter, The Prisoner of Azkaban, The Incredibles. Uh, so a pretty good year to 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 be out of the out of the soil. Um. So yeah, we're talking about cicadas. Yeah. Um, where do you want to start well, here? Uh, well, so, I mean, like we can bore you all with saying that they're part of, you know, like the Kardashians, they're part of a super family. They're uh, a it's super called family. the <laughs> Cicadodea. They're in the order of the Hemeptera, but that's all boring stuff, right? Uh, also they're cicadas are kind of boring. <laughs> they are pretty boring. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought so like this is Brood X. I thought it was Brood X. It's Brood 10. Brood 10. I thought it was yeah. Brood X, which was a way cooler name. I yes. thought. And, and so you're using a word that I I learned in this, a brood. A brood? Yeah. So that's the group yeah. of them, right? Yeah. And there right. are there are 12 broods. There's 12 of the 17-year cicadas, right? So yes. there's also I think 13-year cicadas. This is the cycle, their life yeah. cycle basically. They are the longest they have the longest life cycle of any insect, I think. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, um, 16 years and 11 months of that is spent underground. Yeah. For the most part. Well, I guess yeah. a little bit at the beginning, they're up in the trees eating sap and stuff, and then they fall to the ground and then they burrow and they're there for the next 16 years. Um, I got to say. Kinda, I was kind of surprised <clears throat> that, that like the eggs didn't just fall off the trees or something like they, they actually crawl into the soil and like burrow sort of I didn't yeah I didn't so the eggs that. are like the eggs are like laid in little they make I guess the female cicadas make like slits in the bark of the trees and stuff like that and then um which can actually damage the limbs so if you see like a limb with leaves turning brown it's called flagging and that means mm. that cicadas have flagged that tree they're being born there mm-hmm. and they say like if you're in an area that may have cicadas wait to plant trees until July if you don't have any like cicadas by like mid June, you're, you're probably fine to go ahead and just plant a tree in like July or something like that because otherwise it might get flagged by the cicadas. Interesting. But yeah, basically these bugs they live underground for like a long a long time. They feed on like the roots of the tree where they were born. Basically, yeah. They crawl out of the holes as nymphs. They climb up a vertical whatever like a plant or a tree. 
they shed, they molt, they get rid of their, their old skin and then they grow wings and these wings are filled with a fluid and then they get like a really hard body. <laughs> keep, keep going. I love this. <laughs> then they bone. I don't even know if they bang actually. I think they just, they do attract males or the males do attract the females and then they, there is some kind of reproduction going on. The female yeah. lays anywhere from 200 to 400 eggs. Uh, eggs are hatched. They feed off the sap of the trees while they're on the trees until they get to be a, I don't know, some decent size. They fall to the ground. They just skydive off the tree and they crawl into the ground and thus begins the life cycle over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. So the longest life of any insect, sounds like a pretty boring life as well. I'd much rather go out by stinging some dude on the hand and then just dying. I could see that, but I could also see that this is like a great party every, every 17 years or 13. Yeah. You know, like you just get to come out and just rage. Yeah, yeah. No, they, yeah, for sure. And I, you know, they, here's what I was going to say is that they, you know, they say that like there's, you know, millions of these things in brood 10 per acre. And it covers a lot of the mid Atlantic and a lot of the, you know, northern, southeastern United States. So like North Carolina, Georgia, like North, North Georgia, Tennessee. I haven't. I haven't seen billions of cicadas around me. I've seen like five <laughs> on the sidewalk. I haven't heard them that much at night. Uh, uh, maybe I'm just not listening. Huh. Maybe I'm in too urban of an environment. What's it like where you are? So down in Charlottesville, I have not specifically heard them or seen them uh, yet. Um, I guess one, one thing I read was that they appear when the soil reaches 64, 65 degrees. And that's sort of like their trigger that it's ready to come out. So it's like... Uh, if, if you've gotten a lot of rain or uh, it just hasn't been as warm yet, they might they might delay their their coming out process. Um, but uh, but I'm wondering if that's the case. I mean, I don't know. it hasn't been super hot down here, I guess. Yeah, maybe it's been um, too cold. Yeah, too cold, and too rainy or something. But but it's it's like one and a half million cicadas per acre. But it's not like it, it's like a different density. Right. So it's not going to be like every acre across no, the country in the in which completely the same. Okay. <laughs> I want uh, a million I want a million of these things right next. To <laughs> well, and I think it's also important to say that uh so yeah, there's like there's 15 broods. 12 of them 12 of the broods are 17-year cycle cicadas and three of them are are 13-year cycle cicadas. And those and each brood kind of makes up its own geographical region. Um and uh and some some of them do overlap, like the the regions overlap. But um, but because of their because of like their the frequency at which they come out, they're really unlikely to come out at the same time. Um, and we when I, I think we'll get into this next. But uh, before we move on, uh, these specific types of cicadas are called uh, I think it's called mag magi cicadas, magi cicadas. Yeah, it sounds like uh, Pokemon. Yeah, magi cicada, magi cicada, like Magikarp. Uh, and, and that is like the, the more colloquial name for it, I guess, is periodical cicadas. So, um, so there are other types of, of other breeds of species of cicadas that come out like as short as like two, two year cycles. Um, so there are always cicadas of, of different species coming out each year, even though, you know, it's, they might've been born two years ago and then, uh, some, some of the species comes out the next year and the next year so on and so on. So this this one specific type of periodical cicadas is, is is unique to the North American East East Coast. Um, so if you want to see a little uh, picture of the um, uh, the anatomy of these guys, 
Uh, you can use the jump link cicada anatomy. Take a, see a picture of it. You can see the uh, it's just the males that create the sound, and um, mm-hmm. they have these little uh, 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 little drums. These little like uh, things just on their thorax, like on their belly, called uh, a timbal, and that's where they make this this really loud sound. Um, but yeah, just the male. So if you if you see the male, you can know there's probably there's another female up there. So it's like twice as many uh, cicadas in the in the trees and around you. Um, so yeah, I I think this is really interesting. The, the 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 thing that is most interesting about the cicadas is this like synchronization. This like uh, this really long life cycle. Why do they come out at these certain you know odd years? Uh, how, like, yeah. how does this happen? I mean, that, that that's like the most interesting part about them. Other because, yeah, you're right. Like they don't do anything. They're super benign and harmless. They just suck tree sap and like they grow to, you know, one or two inches. They fly around and then they, they and then they die. Um, but but the, the this like synchronization is really interesting is that like it relates to nature uh, because 13 and 17 are both prime numbers. Yeah. Um, so, so this is like sort of like the uh, the behavior of nature here, where it's like. So, I guess other other predators and other species of animals are on their own cycles. They're just mm-hmm. not as maybe um, you know as unique as as this one. But like predators might come out like every two years. There might be like specific types of um, lizards or something that come out in greater numbers than the year prior, and so they right. kind of have these same cycles. And so because they're on 13 and 17 year cycles that are only divisible by one and one. themselves, uh-huh. uh, they, they, they miss cycles that would be like animals and predators that would be on two year cycles. So they, so they, they find, uh, safety in, in safety in numbers and this synchronization to be like, Hey, everybody, we're coming out on 13 and 17. We're going <laughs> to, we're all, we're all going to bang. And then we're going to go back into the ground then and we're gonna we're gonna dodge we're gonna oversatiate the predators so they can't get us all because uh like some of these species will come out at wrong times so like the last time in 2004 that these species of uh magisticatus came out some actually came out in 2000 uh and you know just darwinism they came out there weren't enough around to to mate with and there were too many predators for them so they just get all get eaten so like yeah. it's just like the, um, the laws of survival. It's like oh, we're just gonna trim trim you off. Like your survival of the fittest. You're Calling dead. The herd. Yeah, you didn't you didn't yeah. you didn't properly uh, develop in the correct order, and and you're gone. Yeah. Um, and so this like synced nature uh, jump link. I'm gonna put a, a video in here. Jump link synced nature. You can watch other videos of of like synchronization happen in nature. There are these like fireflies in southeast asia that they blink at a at at the same frequency and they they sync up with each other like thousands of of these fireflies will start blinking at the exact same time Uh and uh it happens not because like not because of anything um they, they, they just see fireflies around them and if a firefly blinks before them the next time they want to blink uh they'll just go a little bit earlier and so there's like a uh if you just play out this experiment sooner or later after so many you know frequencies go through cycles go yeah. through they'll all be blinking at the same time so it's sort of like this this uh 
communication, this like local communication that then controls the entire population. Um, and there are a lot of other examples of this. Like if you were in a, uh, uh, there's like videos of people in concert halls, like doing a standing ovation. And after a certain amount of time, all the claps, like people will slowly close in where they're all like clapping at the same time. Have you ever been in, right. a, in a group of people that that's happens before? Yeah. I usually try to clap offbeat. You try, yes, yeah, so you're a contrarian. Yeah, you'll you'll yeah. screw it up. Yeah. But yeah, most people will be like, "Oh, you're clap." Like the person next to me clapped. Like I'm going to try to clap with them the next time, and that's the same thing that happens with <clears> these uh, fireflies. Yeah, I'll so, also be um, the last one clapping. Believe that. You you <laughs> you're that you're that idiot who's still oh, one more up, yeah. one more yeah. yeah, and then that there's that one other person in the room who just needs to keep it going. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's pretty interesting. Um, about about the synchronization and how like it, they evolved to to do that, even though like there wasn't anything specific, I think that would be like telling them to do thirteen or seventeen years. It was just like the developmental cycle of their genes uh, makes it so that they're thirteen and seventeen years. Or like the okay. species is thirteen years or seventeen years, and also they don't crossbreed with the other broods. Because they're on their own cycles and 13 and 17, nothing really divides into them. So like they only come out, you know, every like hundreds of years, they might finally line up with some other other brood and come out at the same time. Pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, Um, Yeah. Are you going to eat? Are you going to eat any cicadas? I would for sure. Yeah. Uh, Did you see there's this guy in the northeast? Where is he? Uh, this guy, Chef Boon, Boon Lai, he's putting cicadas on the menu, on his menu in his restaurant in uh, Woodbridge, Connecticut. Okay. Well, they say uh, don't eat them if you have a, a shellfish allergy. Hmm. Because apparently there's similar stuff to like shrimp or lobster in them. And you could have some kind of, you know, uh, bad reaction to it. But, <clears throat> um, I mean, so... I, th- I feel like bugs are eaten in a lot of cultures, not necessarily in any cultures in the United States, but I did see that cicadas could be uh, kind of a gateway bug. Oh, really? <laughs> Sorry. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> a gateway bug into eating other into eating other insects. I'm I, sorry, that was terrible. <laughs> no, I, I want to use that as a jump link to uh, this this article about the the, the chef. Okay. If you want to, yeah. If you want to see this guy's menu, uh, check out Gateway Gateway Bug. <laughs> Excellent. Um, but yeah, they're super safe to eat. Uh, I found uh, you know got some recipes for some tempura cicadas, sushi. Uh, it's called singing sushi. How about a little uh, flaming cicada fondue? Mm. Mm. All the good stuff. Yeah. Would Would you eat it? Ah, uh, yeah. Sure. I don't know. I'm not. I yeah. mean. It just sounds. I mean, like I guess, but I mean, be your first uh, choice. No, like I don't know when I would ever be. I would have to go to like this dude's restaurant or something. I'm not gonna be like, oh, we're gonna find a cicada on the sidewalk and like make some cicada tempura. Yeah. Or like, yeah, or like just like pan fry. I'm not gonna put a bug in my cast iron skillet. Well, so I I wouldn't want a bug that like came out of the ground in a big city you know like if it was if it was a nice farm raised farm raised <laughs> forest forest raised bug yeah i'd have a little yeah. bit more trust in it yeah um but yeah not, not where people are like you know 
throwing their weird. Yeah, you don't know. You don't know what people are doing. Yeah, Um, true. The last thing I wanted to talk about was uh, how loud they are. Oh, they can be loud. They can be loud. So I was I was seeing they can reach a hundred decibels, which is about when they're all like in unison. Yeah, Um, which is about the sound of a lawnmower or like a passing motorcycle. So just passing fire truck is like 120 decibels so maybe not that loud but that's pretty loud for like a consistent roar at night yeah it's definitely loud i mean uh i know from working with some clients that like the level for dangerous noise is 85 decibels yeah um like if you're exposed to that for long periods of time you can like you are at risk for permanent hearing loss Hmm. um Basically, like I think it's like if you are six feet away from somebody and you have to raise your voice for them to hear you, you're at dangerous noise levels. So, again, wow. I haven't heard of this. This uh, this brood has not impressed me so far with their uh, with their singing or their synchronicity or anything like that. Maybe they'll. I think by the end of June they should all be dead. So maybe we still have some time um, for them to come out and really show their show what they got. But. Yeah, yeah. I guess they stay above ground four to six weeks. So once they come out, they've got four to six weeks of partying. Sucking tree sap, getting high. Yeah, yeah. If you're interested, you can go download the Cicada Safari app from uh, from the Apple Store. It's probably on um, it's probably on Android, uh, Google Play Store as well. But they have uh, you know, you can take pictures of cicadas and like they geolocate them to show like where they're where the broods are kind of like showing themselves and that kind of stuff. So, Uh, jump link Cicada Safari. (laughs) Cicada Safari. That's right. Um, well, that's all I got on cicadas. Um, yeah. Pretty interesting. We'll, we'll see if uh, maybe maybe by next show we'll have they'll have made more of a showing and they won't have embarrassed themselves so badly as they have up to this point. I wonder uh, if they make make any predictions for 20, 2038. Is that yeah? Next time, Yes. Twenty thirty eight. So uh, we'll be on you know the the fortieth Avengers movie. And the fiftieth season of Tell Me What You Know. Should we put? Should we make so, a time capsule for these cicadas? Yeah. <laughs> starting today, <laughs> <laughs> we need to catch you up on everything. This is your grandfather. <laughs> um, all right, cool. Well, everybody, hope you had a great Memorial Day weekend. Uh, it was last week, of course, and um, we will see you all in a couple weeks. Sounds good. See you guys.